Hello, and welcome to the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett, and today I'm going to be sitting with and talking with a fascinating gentleman, David Woods, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about David in just a moment. Um, but first, again, I just want to give you a bit of a grounding um, context uh, for this episode and actually for the, uh, the Soul of Business podcast in general. The idea behind this uh, podcast, The Soul of Business, is that fundamentally everything is connected. And it's been my experience in the 40 plus years that I've been consulting and working around the world that we have lost connection to that simple fact that everything is connected. The way that business tends to be conducted today, the way that life oftentimes is lived today, uh, is from a position that is isolationist, that is uh, exclusionary of others and other aspects of life. And businesses' activities very fundamentally uh, are uh, touching everything on the planet. Business is the most pervasive force on the planet today. And very literally, there is nothing, as I mentioned just a moment ago, that uh, escapes the touch of businesses' activities. Um, the, the way that I begin to think about this has to do with the consequence, both positive and negative, of what we do in our businesses. And when we start to think about how this looks in terms of the way that people engage in what they do in life, this is where I started looking for some folks that might have an opportunity to talk about what it means to actually be real in life. The soul of business, when we connect to the soul of business, one of the aspects that comes into play, I think, in stark relief is that people begin to experience reality in a different way. And what I mean by that is they begin to experience connection in a different way. Yeah, it's been my experience in the last oh, plus, you know, roughly 25 years or so that uh, employee engagement is the holy grail. If we can get people engaged in what we're doing in a business, we can actually do a lot of things. We can do a lot of things extraordinarily well, and we can do it in ways that don't have necessarily uh, unintended consequences where we have to go back and clean things up. And that's both on the interpersonal level, but it's also on the larger ecosphere level. And part of this has to do uh, for me with recognizing that there is connection with everything, that everything is in fact connected and reality is formulated off of relationship and relationship is about being real. It's about honesty. It's about caring. It's about connection. So that being said, my guest today um, is a fellow member with me in the Transformational Leadership Council, David Wood. Um, David is, has got an interesting pedigree, if I could use the word pedigree here. Um, he's a former consulting actuary uh, to Fortune 100 companies, and these included you know, Sony Music, Procter & Gamble, Exxon, just to name a couple. And in his own words, he left his cushy Park Avenue job about 20 years ago uh, to explore both the outer world uh, outside of just the business environment, but the outer world itself, but also his inner world. And that actually you know, consistently matches up to a, a notion that I have that everything is consciousness. You know, what I see out there is a reflection and a manifestation of what I bring to the table, what's, what's internal to me. And since he left, uh, he's coached thousands of hours, literally in dozens of countries around the globe. And, and he's um, authored a book, that's got a fascinating title called Get Paid for Who You Are. 
And a good friend of, mutual good friend of both of ours, uh, Jack Canfield wrote the foreword to the book. Um, and Jack, you may uh, be familiar with his name, Jack Canfield, uh, is the author of Chicken Soup of the Soul. Um, one of the things that I love about David, and it's a, a statement that he has on his website, is when you're 10,000 feet above the Himalayas, hanging from a piece of cloth, you see life differently. So it's that shift in perspective that I find very refreshing and very interesting. And I think you're going to find very informative as you, you, know, you jump into this conversation uh, with me. So I'd like to welcome David Wood. Uh, David uh, coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executives, and leaders to play the game of life the best that they possibly can. And ultimately to, at the end of the day, live a regret-free life. So... David, I'd like to welcome you, and uh, we'll just kind of see where we end up with this conversation. Thank you, Blaine. I'm excited for this uh, for this conversation to see where we where we go. <laughs> okay, um, the soul of business. When I invited you to be on the uh, the the, uh, the the show, uh, we had a preliminary conversation that actually for me was incredibly stimulating. Um, we we traversed quite a bit of territory, and so I'd just like to position a question for you right now. When I'm talking, you've heard my introduction here, but when you think about the soul of business, when you think about um, life relative to business, what are some of the things that come to mind for you based on your experience in the big business world? Well, I had an answer prepared for that, and it's a good answer. By hearing your introduction, uh, I want to reveal something personal if I may. You may. So you talked about uh, the tendency to isolate. And as you spoke, I realized that uh, I've been working for myself for 20 years, traveling the globe, can work from wherever I want. I'm very independent. I can do, I think I can do anything on my own. And my tendency is to isolate. It's a natural tendency. I'm happy uh, in my room playing chess or online poker or watching some TV or things like that. I tend to do that. And I've caught myself particularly in the last couple of months and noticed that pattern, that cycle in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I'm isolated, my happiness goes down and I can, I can lean towards depression. Mm -hmm. So I've made a conscious decision recently to base myself in a town uh, of Boulder, Colorado, where there's a great community and to get myself out of the house once or twice a week where I can sit with people and have true connection. Not just chit chat about the weather, but true connection. And this is something I'm doing for my life. And I believe now I'm getting more of an answer to your question. When I looked at what has us play for real? Like what has us live a regret-free life? The number one thing I come up with is we all crave deeper connection. Mm -hmm. We all want it. When I die, I, I, yeah, I'll be proud of the book that I launched. And I'll be proud of, of, of the money that I made and the house I had, but I'm most proud of the dear friends that I get to truly connect with. That's what really lights me up and I want that for everybody. You know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued with that because one of the questions in the Gallup 
question structure uh, that they use to assess employee engagement is, do you have a best friend at work? And that idea of having a best friend at work goes beyond roles. It goes beyond, I have associates that I interact with. The best friend concept is something that speaks to, there's, there's a, a true connection here that is social. We are social beings. Uh, I define who I am based on my relationships. And if we have these uh, relationships that are only organized around work process, if they're only organized around relationships with P&Ls and bottom lines and goal setting, uh, quarterly results, those sorts of things, I'm missing, I think, an incredible opportunity to actually begin to uh, experience what's real in life. And it's that, re that, that sense of real that uh, is important. You know, you, you, you say something in, in one of the videos that I watched of you, um, if there are four causes of failure, and, and we can touch on these a little bit, but you know, no clear vision, no clear plan, inaction. Uh, but more importantly, I think, and this is the, 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 the one that I think is most useful here, is that people don't tend to like themselves as much as they could. And you have an interesting way of saying that. It's about the, well, actually, it's the antidote to that you know, malady, if you will, uh, is to begin to know yourself and grow yourself. Yeah, that notion of authenticity. And authenticity for me is, is uh, connected to connection. Um, it's connected to my willingness to drop facade and allow people to come close. Yeah, an old mentor of mine, a fellow by the name of Will Schutz, Dr. Will Schutz, said that people disconnect through, or they connect through vulnerability. They connect through vulnerability. And it's that openness that friends have about, here's what's up for me that allows for me to be vulnerable and real at the same time. And it's that realness that begins to spark honesty, that begins to spark courage, that begins to open doors to different possibilities. Um, so, yeah not liking themselves, know yourself and grow yourself. How do you apply that to business and life? You, my mind came up with 50 points while you were talking. There's <laughs> so many topics that you just covered in that. Uh, and I, I wrote down a couple of notes because I think they're, they're important. You talked about success, business success and going for numbers and bottom line. And I think that's important. I mean, ultimately I suspect it's about survival. We want to thrive. We want to have the resources. And so that's great. I'm a raving business uh, um, fan and I advised Fortune 100 companies. So I want people to still do that. Go for success. I, I think that what you're wanting for people, uh, if I may take a risk here, and what I want is we want them to also have an eye on connection. Yes. Cultivate depth. I came up with that before this interview, cultivate depth in your connections and you will have one more joy and um, you'll be more gratified in life. Your life will be worth more to you. And secondly, you'll probably have more business success anyway. Mm -hmm. So you get, you get both worlds. Yeah. Cultivating, cultivating depth. I like that. Cultivate depth. Uh, yeah. The notion of a business uh, being successful oftentimes evokes, in my experience, that uh, particularly in the sales world, that um, I, yeah, I'm selling you a product because I want to you know, generate the revenue uh, for our business, 
and you get to use something that would be useful, you know, presumably to your business as well or, or your life or whatever it may be. But that begins to organize around a transactional conversation. Yes. And that transactional conversation, yeah, here's the point, yeah, I guess where this point goes to, the customer satisfaction metrics that most organizations will use are based on transactions. They're not based on relationship. Right. And if, if, if I'm measuring transactions from a customer satisfaction point of view, I'm going to be dissatisfied more often than not typically in, in, and, but if I've got a relationship, if I've cultivated deepness and if I got a relationship with my client, with my vendor, with my employee base, whatever, I can stub my toe every now and then, but the relationship because it's deep, because it's connected will allow for the, um, the inevitable humanness that is going to crop up and, yeah. and we can stay connected. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I want to talk a little bit about it, like, like explore this a little bit. And, and I wrote down, I still want to get to connecting with others and connecting with self and how mm -hmm. do you know yourself and grow yourself, which is a great topic. But on, on this topic, a friend of mine pointed out once that I can tend naturally towards the transactional. I had no frame of reference for what he was saying. Uh -huh. I, I didn't know what that meant, but when he said it, I was like, it's like a world opened up. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm very direct to the point. That would be my disc type. Mm -hmm. um, I'm left brain, very actuarial. I've spent the last 20, 30 years, trying to compensate for that and, and develop the rest. But <clears throat> transactional versus relational is an incredibly important distinction to have. And sometimes I might say, I realize I'm very transactional right now. I want to get this done. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And we, and we do that. And at other times, oh, wait, let me slow down. And I want to give an example. I just had a conversation with someone who's a new colleague someone I had never spoken to before. And I was hoping that some business would come out of it. You know, maybe I, maybe I could help him, which I like, and maybe he could help me. And you know, that's what I was thinking. Wow. It started with a reveal. I revealed uh, about uh, my, my struggle with anxiety and depression over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. He revealed that his son, has been really wrestling with that. So we got to connect over that. Then I found out that he's survived a life-threatening illness. They were, he was told he's going to die. Wow. He's not dead. And, <laughs> and, and that reminded me that I had a, I fractured my back last year in a paragliding accident. So I faced my own mortality and we related over our enthusiasm for life now. And we didn't not one thing about business came up and how we could support each other. It was a hundred percent relational and I love the guy and I'm excited to connect. And I have no doubt that we will help each other in whatever way we can at a rate of maybe five times more than we would have. You know, a transaction that, yeah, that that's an interesting, I think there's a couple of things that pop into my head in this uh, conversation transactional versus relational. When you think about it in the context of time, relational, interactions are almost bereft of, of, of a focus on time. They just exist. Yeah, they, they just are. And the, you know, if I go back to your notion of cultivating depth, uh, that gives me the, um, 
the playing field, if you will, to actually cultivate depth. Transactional, there's always going to be a time, you know, time constraint to it. And it almost excludes the ability to go deep, um, to cultivate that depth. And from a business perspective, as well as an interpersonal perspective, if a business is approaching um, anything that they're doing from a relational perspective, my sense is that they are, and this is, you know, again, I go back to connection is soul and soul is connection. I'm con I connect with soul. Everything is connected. It has to have a relational dynamic. So if I look at business conducting itself in the environment, what's the relationship with the environment? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be taking more time to attend to that. And I will be asking different types of questions about um, the quality of that relationship. And I will be addressing different behaviors you know, in terms of how we actually extract resources you know, and, and do it in a way that is sustainable because there's a relationship there. We define who we are through our relationships. Yeah. So it's not just a transaction of pulling ore out of the ground. It's a relationship that involves pulling ore out of the ground with the intent of not harming. I like how you extend it because in my mind, I can get my head around uh, connecting with others. Can I be more relational versus transactional? Then there's connecting with self. What's my relationship with myself? And do I know myself and am I growing myself? And then I see you expanding it to, we have a relationship with everything. Um, I, I watched uh, New Girl last night, a TV series. Yeah. And this guy was given a phone and he said to the guy, is it possible to be, have, be sexually attracted to an object? <laughs> and the guy said, yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so that's a joke, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying that everything is relational. Because we define ourselves through our relationships, I look at the and, and you talked about um, you know your journey, um, <laughs> depression uh, being part of that journey. When we start disconnecting, we begin to experience some of the things that we're experiencing not just individually, as you described for yourself, but also culturally. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of work in the uh, healthcare space and physicians have some of the highest uh, suicide rates in, uh, in the country. And there's a real interesting analog to that. And it has to do with them disconnecting from what got them in the medicine field to begin with and the healthcare field to begin with. They now have to become these people that uh, are, seeing, you know, 24 patients an hour uh, and it's, it becomes very transactional. It's not relational well, and that's disconnecting. And I just hearing that reminds me that when I started 20, 20 something years ago, I was coaching people. I was working one-on-one -on -one, and then I started, I published my first uh, digital product in 2002 and then I went basically online and I was the online guy and I'm selling training products and that was my business and I stopped coaching altogether. Uh -huh. And I was disconnected from the people that I was helping. I know I've helped thousands of people intellectually, but I was disconnected and now I've come back full circle. Now I'm not doing online sales. I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching again. So come back as I want that. I want to feel what's happening. That's an interesting, I think, topic to explore here because I do a lot of executive coaching myself. Uh, that's a large part of what our business model is based on. Um, I'd be interested to hear from you, you know, how your, your clients are 
receptive, you know, receiving, you know, this shift in the way that you approach what you do with them? Can you say more about the shift in how yeah. I approach what I do with them? Because I'm not sure that how I coach them has changed. Okay. Who I, the fact that I've come back to coaching has changed. Okay. And who I coach has changed. I'm now focused on high performers, but I think I've always cared about life. I want people to get the most joy they possibly can and feel like they're doing everything they can mm -hmm. to suck the juice out of life. Okay. I've always wanted that. Now I made the mistake of coaching people on purely business for too long. Uh -huh. And I, there's, it's like the dark side of the force. Yes. So we pulled towards what we talked about, just the success and the numbers. I'm happy to talk about business, but if you don't want to also talk about your relationship with your son so that you get, you know, get the most out of these years, talk about how thrilled your wife is that she's with you or your husband, or talk about how fully expressed you are in the world, then you should work with somebody else. That's the question, or that's the answer that I was looking for with my question. And it's, it really is uh, the holistic, it's approaching the client as, as a, as a three-dimensional uh, <laughs> being. That feels right. Nice. Yeah. This is, you're, you're a whole person and maintaining a Chinese firewall between your work and your life and your, you know, you know just go ahead and segment it any way you want here is a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of energy to maintain that separation and, Authenticity for me has to do with integration. Yeah. Can we talk about authenticity? Yes, I we mean, can. I've been really excited about, about this. So you, we talked about, um, so for, my mind tends to chunk data and organize it. So people, we, we tend to focus on success. You and I, I think are saying, let's expand the vision. So it's not just about the numbers and the, and the work and whatever. Let's look at the whole of life and you'll be more successful. Connect with others and cultivate depth. And I created an app to do that, which I want to talk about if we have time. Yes. But then there's also cultivating connection with self. How do you know yourself? How do you grow yourself? I believe authenticity is one doorway. It's one doorway to liking yourself more. Mm -hmm. Now, I just thought of an example during this call. I've started dating a woman who recently just said to me, you know, I didn't, I didn't get back to you because I was mad at you. And I was mad at you because you took four hours to respond to my Facebook message. And I realized that that's ridiculous, but I wanted to punish you. And you don't deserve that. And so I'm trying not to do that. Now that's authenticity. That's revealing. That's truth. And we're relating like this. Any, there's nothing hidden that I know of so far. I, I want to encourage people. You don't have to launch straight from where you are into like 100% nosebleed truth. But taking a step towards it can often feel risky. That's where the daring comes in. I talk about truth, daring, and caring. Very risky, but the rewards, you get to feel so good and you get to know yourself by telling on yourself. That's, 
Yeah, the notion of truth, I think, uh, is is an interesting one because you know when we start unbundling that, what is the truth? Oftentimes, in my experience, and this is particularly true in the business world, um, the truth is it, it's about my perception of you, but I'm going to put it on you. You did this, or yeah, you know, that's here's the truth about. It. That's not what the, it really is about. Here's my experience of what happened, that, and, it, and it's an internal exploration, and it's an internal. Um, uh, declaration of what was going on in me such that I observed and made up the story that I have about what just occurred. Right. So, well, that, that could be a whole interview in itself about yeah. personal responsibility, owning your experience. We tend to project, yes, um, you're being a jerk and let's talk about how you can stop being a jerk mm-hmm. versus you seem like a jerk to me I'm feeling upset by what, by what you did. Right. And you know, that's a whole different conversation. This Very is different conversation. We're not trained to do that generally. That's not our training. So yes, whole topic in, in itself. Yeah. And it's the, in the work that I do with, with our clients and it's similar to, I think what you do here in that, in that sense also, it is a Maya conversation. It's, it's a conversation about there is nothing out there. It's all in here being projected out there. And if I'm triggered by something out there, it is my trigger. It's, it's what I brought to the table. So it's not going to shift until I start working with it in here. Yeah. And, and for business, it's the same thing. And we can blame a vendor. We can blame a customer. We can blame the uh, economy. But it's going to shift only when it shifts in here. There were more millionaires made during the Great Depression than at any other time in American history. Yeah. So I think this, this fits in with, with um, revealing. I like this word reveal. Whenever you can do a reveal, hey, I notice this is what I'm feeling. There's a chance to be more connected, firstly, with yourself. Yes. Because you you, I, I grew up shutting down my emotions because I had some trauma when I, when I was a little kid, as many of us did. And I just learn not to feel. So it's a win just to say, notice I'm feeling angry right now. Yeah. Well, now you guys can have some shared reality. At, at least you can agree that you're feeling angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a way of speaking um, that's inarguable. This is a way to test if you're owning your own experience. If you speak in a way that's inarguable, I feel this, I'm noticing this about myself, no one can argue that. If I start saying, um, Blaine, you're, you're pretty happy about yourself right now. You must be feeling, you know, really good about what just happened yesterday. That's arguable. I'm mm-hmm. talking, I'm projecting and claiming your experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, bring this full circle back to the, the conversation around the soul of business being predicated on connection. Yeah. Connection is going to start with me first. Yeah. Can I connect with myself authentically? Do I have the capacity? Most of us don't have the capacity because we haven't developed the practices that allow for that. Yes. But it is, it is developable. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is something with attention. Yeah. Energy will follow attention. It doesn't follow intention. You know, I'll, I'll steal that from you know, T. Harv. Uh, but that's partly what we're working with here is the, Where's my attention go? If, as long as it remains external and transactional, I'm going to be disconnected. When it starts moving internal, I don't mean this in a narcissistic way, but 
you know, we have to, you know, everything is consciousness. So I want to know what's in play here. Notice what I'm noticing. And if we look at it from a leadership perspective, you know, some of the research on Goldman's work on emotional intelligence, 90% of a leader's effectiveness is predicated on their emotional intelligence. And the foundation of emotional intelligence is awareness, both of, yes. of self, but also awareness of others. Great. So, so that would be one, one doorway um, to know yourself and to connect deeper with others, become aware of what's happening in you. That, that's taken me years and it's going to take me a lot more years. What yeah. is actually happening over here? Because I'll jump to solution. I'll yeah. jump so fast to solution and fixing. And then as you notice it, if you're willing to reveal it, there's an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and to be more connected with others. Yeah. And I have a second suggestion. Yes, please. Yeah. Deeper, how to cultivate depth. And I'm going to grab my phone because it's... Phone. It's supposed to be right by my computer. I realized um, that something connect deeper with people are real questions. Not just how's your day, but a real question that will provoke something of depth. Mm -hmm. But I can't just go up to someone at work and say... Hey, what's something you remember fondly about your childhood? It's, it's <laughs> this is where a best weird. friend is useful. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, but that's the kind of stuff that generates connection. So what I did is I wrote an app. I wrote an app called Get Real. Uh-huh. And I, it, now you don't have to use an app. You, if you feel provocative, you can just go up to someone at the coffee machine and say, what's the warning label on you say? Yeah, right? Great question. You can launch. Yeah, that's, that's one of the questions from that. Yeah. You can launch into that. But I prefer if you're having a drink after work or you're having lunch with someone, say, hey, I found this app that's got some questions that are quite provocative and fun. Do you want to try it out? Let's try it. It's a game. You bust open the app and you slide through and you pick a question that you really love and you can blame the app for the weird questions. <laughs> so one of my other favorites on here, I mean, there are about 400 questions, but one is if you could travel back in time and talk to your younger self, what would you say? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Now you, it's incredible. The intimacy that can be generated in five minutes. It can be three months of normal interaction. That's wonderful. Yeah. 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 And that moves us. Yeah. Past the fear of vulnerability into disclosure without having the social constraints around it. It's, it becomes more of a game. You're yeah. basically gamified relating. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, that's my first take on this. Yes. You're yeah, gamified in fact, relating. In fact, there is a game mode where you have a certain number of rounds and you go through it and you can have a group at a table and you pass the phone around and it gives you some commonality, some common attention. I've had friends do it with their parents and they ask me for a light mode. Because they said, some of these questions are a little too deep for my parents. <laughs> so there's a light mode, which I don't like, but some people like to use that. Okay. But then you can go deeper. Yeah. Where, where can uh, the listeners uh, get a copy of this? Uh, you, they can go to getreal.life. Getreal.life. Getreal.life is for the app. And you don't need an app. I think the, the main point is you can ask questions that cultivate depth. You can go deeper in conversation instead of saying, how is the weather? How's the weather or how's your day? You yeah. can ask something that, that reveals something about the person. That's juicy. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. juicy. And if you can't think of those questions, 
I often can't think of them. And I'm a coach. I do this mm -hmm. for a living. But I often can't think of a deep question. But I slide through the app and it's like, oh, oh, that's a good one. And then all this information comes out that I, yeah. that I never knew. Yeah, that's beautiful. Quite, yes, questions serve two purposes, as far as I can tell. Yeah, they obviously get you an answer. They get the, it's, they're information collectors. But I think the more intrinsic and the more uh, uh, effective understanding of what a question really does is it forces connection. It forces connection because by definition, as soon as I ask a question, it connects people to perform, you know, to provide an answer. There's that, that question. So the quality of the question now becomes important because what kind of connection do I want to have? Do I want to drive by or do I want a deep connection? Cultivate deepness. I cultivate deepness by forming high quality questions. This is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and I want to enroll people in doing this. So as an incentive, I believe, my belief is if you cultivate depth in your relationships, again, one, you'll feel better about your life and you're going to enjoy your life much more. And two, your business will do better. Those people will want to do more for you. You will want to do more for them and your business will do better. Magic. So people can get the app by going to uh, getreal.life. That's right. And I wasn't even going to bring up the app on, the, on this call. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. They can. And I'd like to make an offer for, yes, for please. your, for your yeah. listeners. If you suspect, uh, if you're already doing well in many areas of life, and you suspect you could be playing the game even better. You could be having more depth, more truth, more daring, more caring. Uh, I invite you to request a session through my site. I won't charge you for the session. It's a way I find the right people to work with. Perfect. If you want to get the plan we, that we work together and go off and implement it yourself, great. More power to you. Let me know how it goes. If we create a plan together and you want help implementing it, we can talk about coaching. Excellent. And you can request a session at playforreal.life. Okay. So two different websites, uh, getreal.life and playforreal.life. Yeah, playforreal.life to connect with me if you want a session. And there's a one-minute reality check you can take on there to just kind of see if there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be. Beautiful. David, I want to thank you for your time. And uh, this, uh, I love these conversations. I love this conversation in particular. This is a nice wide ranging exploration. Yeah, we, there's so much here. It's like <laughs> we cannot cover it all. No, we, we could go on. I'm, and I'm just selfishly, I'm looking forward to you know, spending some time with you in a couple of weeks. I know we're going to be together. In, uh, on a beach. On a beach in Cancun. So uh, <laughs> blessings to you, my friend. And I'll buy you a Mai Tai when I see you. Wonderful. Thanks, Matt. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, you bet. This Bye. has been Blaine Bartlett, uh, The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. And you can get more information about the podcast itself uh, on iTunes, uh, Spotify, you know, all of the regular uh, places that you can go to. You can find out more about what I'm up to uh, by going to blainebartlett.com. Um, and you will find resources there that uh, can inform a lot of what it is that you're trying to do both individually as well as organizationally. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to having you join me on our next episode. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.